2: That was before Don't get line.
1: brazen with me. If they were talking about your children, you would definitely notice them. You need
3: to sit down right now. You're out of line. In fact, you're excused. You need to go sit in the back with your with your uh, chief public defender.
4: There is nothing quite like seeing blow-ups between judges and attorneys in open court. And here at Law and Crime, we sure have seen our fair share. This is seven of some of the most heated moments between judges and attorneys in recent trials. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. I've talked about the drama in a courtroom before. The subject matter, the defendants, the witnesses, it's real life on display for you. But it is also a court of law. Not only do opposing sides battle it out, but there are also those times Those very tense times between the judge and the attorneys. And that is what I want to get into. Seven of some of the most heated moments between a judge and an attorney in our recent cases. I got to tell you, I don't remember in recent history maybe any more heated moment between a judge and an attorney than in the Parkland School shooter trial out of Florida the penalty trial for the man who pleaded guilty to 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder for opening fire at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School back in 2018. After he pled guilty, all the jury had to decide was what should be his punishment, life in prison or the death penalty. And I want to be clear here. This was an exhausting trial. It was a very emotionally taxing, especially with the victim impact statements from those who lost loved ones in the attack. It was honestly one of the toughest cases that I've covered so far here at Law and Crime. So you can imagine for those in the courtroom, this was not easy. And there was a point when defense counsel objected to victim impact statements that were directed not necessarily towards their client, but in their view, more towards them and their own families. When they tried to bring this issue up to Judge Elizabeth Scherr, let's just say it didn't go very well. And keep in mind there was already a lot of built-up tension between the judge and defense counsel. Well, listen to a courtroom just devolve into chaos.
3: When these people are upset about specific things that have gone on from that table, like shooting the middle finger up at this court and laughing and joking, Ms. McNeil, be quiet. When these people have sat in this courtroom... And watch this behavior from that table, and they want to say that they're not happy about it. What is the problem?
1: Judge, I have no problem because I have thick skin. But once you bring in my children, I think that's highly improper. And it's because I of the didn't sport.
3: even know you have children. I don't know what you're talking about. Your children? What about your children?
1: For them to comment on my children is highly improper. You put this court to allow lab, that kind of testimony okay. is also improper.
3: There was. I don't remember any comments about any children, and if there was, it it, it obviously didn't, it it, it came and went without me noticing it.
1: Judge, I can assure you that if if they were talking about your children, you would definitely notice it.
3: You need to sit down right now. You're out of line. In fact, you're excused. You need to go sit in the back with your your, uh, chief public defender. He's the
1: public
3: defender. Mr. Weeks. Please ask the lawyer from your office to go sit down and not say anything else. To try to threaten my children and bring up my children is inappropriate. Go to the back of the room now. That just violated about every rule of professional responsibility that I have ever, I have never. If you're going to get up here and you're going to...
2: Judge, I asked you to go sidebar on this matter.
3: You sidebar or not, you don't have one of your assistant public defenders say something about my children?
2: Judge, that same
5: venom that the court is expressing is the same venom that defense counsel had to sit through this entire morning. She when their brought children up
3: her children were being multiple referenced. times during the trial. Nobody knows if I'm barren or not. They don't Judge. know about my children. Judge. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah pretty
4: unbelievable to see wow now judge elizabeth Schur took a lot of heat for her conduct during the course of this trial and it wasn't just viewers who took notice it was the florida supreme court you see after the judicial qualifications commission determined that judge Schur's behavior seemed to create the impression that she was pro-prosecution the florida supreme court publicly reprimanded her as well but Schur actually resigned left the bench before this decision And in the end, by the way, the jury recommended life in prison for the shooter, not the death penalty, which was a decision that came with its own set of controversy.
6: The work week can be stressful, and deciding what to eat can just add to that stress. Well, HelloFresh can take the stress out of planning and cooking your meals. HelloFresh delivers meal kits straight to your door. It's 25% cheaper than takeout and a whole lot healthier here's how it works. Choose your recipes online and you'll get fresh pre-portioned ingredients that will help you cook quickly. There are dozens of recipes to choose from. So if you have picky eaters, there's no problem. The cook time is also quick, just 15 minutes. If your family is anything like mine, they're probably hungry all of the time. So you can add snacks, sides, and more to your order. I've tried HelloFresh, and it really takes the stress out of dinner time. And you can try HelloFresh with a discount. Who doesn't love a discount? Go to www.hellofresh.com slash 50sidebar. Use the code 50sidebar for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months.
4: All right. There was another heated moment that came straight to my mind when I was coming up with this topic. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial back in 2021 very high-profile trial of an 18-year-old out of Wisconsin who was charged with first-degree intentional homicide, reckless homicide, attempted homicide, and reckless endangerment for opening fire during a night of civil unrest in Kenosha a year earlier. And this case raised important questions of self-defense after he shot and killed two men and injured a third. Now, at one point, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand to explain his actions. and Of course, He was the subject of cross-examination by the prosecution, here Prosecutor Mark Binger. And a couple of issues came up. One was Binger questioning Rittenhouse about his decision to remain silent after his arrest. Binger also wanted to point out that there was other evidence, prior statements from Rittenhouse, showing that he wished he had his AR-15 to defend against looters who were ransacking properties. And this was a problematic line of questioning. And as you will hear, Judge Bruce Schrader took issue with Prosecutor Mark Binger's line of questioning. While Binger is going to try to defend himself in this clip, you'll hear it. He said that the court left the door open to these inquiries. Judge Schrader admonished him quite expressly.
1: First of all, Your Honor, this was the subject of a motion. I'm well aware of that. And the court left the door open. There's... For me, not for you. My understanding of you. You the... should have come and asked. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that, and it gives, um... Uh, Well, I'll I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes. We filed another act's motion on this exact issue because, in my mind, and I argued this, it is identical to what was going on on the night of August 25th, in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon. He was using it in a manner to try and protect property. No, he wasn't. There's... Your Honor, I, with all due respect... I'm not going to rehash the motion. That's absolutely untrue. It and is- there's No, no, no. Your argument's of record. My comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest anything's changed, even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time. Uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. You're talking about his attitudes? His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. That was before so why, testimony, Your Honor? Pardon me. Sorry.
2: That was before the Don't testimony. Don't get
1: brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking. Outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that.
4: That was definitely a moment for sure. And this case would end in Kyle Rittenhouse's acquittal. Yeah, it turned out to be a case of a defendant taking the stand, and it seemed to pay off. All right, let's go now to Delaware County, Ohio, back in August of 2022. A man named Matthew Moore was on trial for the murder of his wife, Emily Noble. Her body was discovered four months after she was reported missing in the woods. She was hanging from a tree by a USB cord. Prosecutors allege that Moore staged the scene to look like a suicide, but he was the killer. Defense counsel argued that it was possible that Noble had in fact killed herself. And as that back and forth was happening between both sides on the testimony and the evidence, this trial was notable for one particular outburst, one particular moment from the prosecutor. You see, Mark Sleeper and Melissa Schiffel were acting as prosecutors for the state. And on the seventh day of trial, the judge, Stephen Wolliver, wanted to move forward with the proceedings, despite the fact that Schiffel wasn't there in the courtroom. Now, according to Sleeper, the court was informed two weeks earlier that Schiffel wouldn't be in attendance due to a scheduling issue. Well, Mr. Sleeper let the judge know that he wasn't going to just let
2: this happen. No, I'm sorry, but I would object to going forward anyway right now without the elected county prosecutor who's on this case. But she chose not to be here. That's not accurate, Judge. Okay, I don't- Okay, your objection's noted. We had a phone status conference two weeks ago in which Ms. Schiff- Your objection is noted, okay? I'm not going to participate in this proceeding without the elected county prosecutor. I think this is a sham that you're going forward. When the court was, you're going to sit here. You're
1: going to sit here.
2: You were told about her unavailability and specifically told her on the phone not to cancel that appointment. That it wouldn't be i I'll tell you what. If you want to be here for the decision, that's your business. Well, your honor, I think this is outrageous. You're going forward without the prosecutor.
4: And he straight up left the courtroom, turned his back on the judge, and everything pretty brazen. I don't think I've seen that too often. And by the way, an attorney getting away with it. No repercussions for Sleeper as far as I saw. Now, without having had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Sleeper, who knows what really happened here. But I do know that this case wasn't the best for the prosecution because the jury, in the end, sided with the defense. That's right. Matthew Moore was acquitted of the murder of his wife, Emily Noble, and he was free to go. So I did title this episode Heated Moments Between a Judge and an Attorney but can I be a little clever? Can I take a little poetic license with that?
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual
4: reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career? Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are, And take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops. And neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. How
4: about blowups between a judge and a guy who represented himself and acted as his own counsel? So he might not be an attorney per se, as clearly demonstrated at this trial. But how could I talk about this topic without bringing up Darrell Brooks, Jr.? The man who went to trial out in Waukesha, Wisconsin, he was charged with 76 criminal counts for driving a red SUV into a group of holiday parade goers back in November of 2021, killing six people, injuring dozens of others. And at one point, he decided that he's going to represent himself. It was bizarre, from the arguments he was making to his outburst that got him kicked out of the courtroom.
6: This court ordered... Mr. Brooks be removed from the courtroom due to repeated uh, interruptions and disruption uh, with the court. He took his shirt off as well. I'm also told that he is threatening to throw and break
5: items.
4: However, when he was in court and face to face with Judge Jennifer Darrow, that is when the fireworks happened.
5: It threw people off the loop. They weren't ready for it. They scared of it. That's what it is. Come on, man, Mr. Brooks. Come on, man. Stop. When you
7: you stop are it. you are stop it. You're a public servant, a Your Honor.
5: I, I respect your courtroom. I you respect do. you. You're a public servant, though. Your job is to be the referee. I'm a grown man with grown kids. Don't nobody ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that. Nobody. I don't have a problem with doing what you asked me to do, not tell me. Just like when I ask you about subject matter jurisdiction that you have yet to prove on the record, but somehow I'm being intentionally disruptive. Come on, man, stop. Just stop it. I don't care what you believe. Fully. All right. It's not a game. We. I don't take I this as to, a game. That's what. That's what, what nobody. To you that's what nobody. That. You don't got to explain nothing to me. Do you want? That's it? what you don't understand. You think you that this is a whole game to, to me? This is not a game to me, Your Honor. Not, nothing about this is a joke.
7: I never That's what y'all don't joke. understand. I would like to provide the defendant and the court with. A copy
6: so that
5: had to be that had to be said. So it's the defendant. That's
6: not how it was said. I that that was really how it
5: said. Disagree. You want to run the record back,
6: Mr. Brooks? So I'm the
5: only one. I got Mr. one. Brooks, I got one ear that work and I heard that. This on, is man. to
7: benefit
6: on, you, so it, that no, you not. understand Ain't none your of it. to witness, witness has, me.
5: So let's has be clear a prior
7: record. Your Honor, when I leave the table, I'm away from the courtroom, and I have to elevate my voice. This is the so alleged record of
5: ableist
7: Stop oh, talking. Man.
5: Come on, man. Like, I don't okay. know who y'all be thinking y'all fooling. I'll set the value in return for value this uh, document.
6: One more interruption, and you're going to be removed to the next courtroom. That's what
5: you want to do anyway.
6: It's not what I want to do. Do
7: not interrupt Attorney Opera.
5: So, can Your you Your Honor, tell, I believe he has
7: seven prior criminal convictions... OWI second criminal trespass to dwelling from 2006.
0: Right,
6: I need to take a break. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. He pounded his fist. Frankly, it makes me scared.
4: Never, never have I seen an attorney, doing quotes for all of our listeners, an attorney act so disrespectfully to a judge. It was just insane to watch this go down. But Judge Darr was able to keep this trial from completely derailing. And I should tell you, a lot of this went down outside the presence of the jury. They weren't in the court to see what Brooks was doing a lot of the time. But it didn't change the fact that Brooks was still making these nonsensical legal arguments in court. and really didn't help his case because in the end, he was convicted across the board and sentenced to six life sentences plus over 700 years in prison. Okay, as we continue on and talk more about these heated moments between judges and attorneys, let's talk right now about Young Thug's RICO trial. So the Grammy Award-winning rapper, whose real name is Jeffrey Lamar Williams, is facing eight criminal counts, including conspiracy to violate the state's RICO or racketeering law. This is part of a wide-sweeping indictment against him and what was originally 28 other defendants, although a number have taken plea deals. But prosecutors claim that the defendants are all part of this criminal enterprise, that Williams is at the head of it that he co-founded a street gang called YSL, or Young Slime Life, back in 2012, and that has caused all of this chaos. We have people charged with murder, aggravated assault, robbery, theft, illegal firearms possession. And believe it or not, the jury has still not been selected at the time of this recording. Not surprising, considering that the actual trial could last six to nine months, asking a lot of a jury in this case. But anyway, we have to talk about the drama happening between the attorneys and Judge Glanville overseeing the case. You see, he runs a very tight ship in his courtroom and the attorneys will know that because if you don't follow court rules of professionalism and decorum, oh boy, he's going to let it be known. Like, for example, one of the defense attorneys in this case was held in contempt of court and was ordered to pay a fine and buy his colleagues lunch.
2: The Next two things are just follow ups on other business that we held a little earlier. Um Mr. Minettis, um good morning, sir. You uh, were supposed to have buy lunch for your colleagues. Have you done that as of yet? you were supposed to have done that by March the 17th. You. Did you go to, did you, did, I told you Jason's Deli, um, did you uh, satisfy that prong of your contempt yet? I don't believe I close You were held in contempt, young man. And if you want to revisit that again, we can certainly open it up. When I just want you to pick a date. Okay. Yeah. Whatever dates you can report about Mason. sentencing. Is that worse with me, Judge? And also I, I never never saw the contemptor. I <laughs> missed it before. Mr. Manette, is your uh, this was in satisfaction of me not sentencing you to jail for twenty days. So if 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 that's the case, well then I will revisit the basis for your contempt.
4: Or how about the time when Judge Glanville ordered another attorney to write an essay?
2: To the next matter, Mr. Johnson, um, how are we doing on that paper? I mean, the, the, uh, the importance of professionalism. Yours is due by the 28th of April. I'm just check, I'm just clocking. So we, are we on track? Well, your better half said she's not writing for you either. Because that wasn't offered to you. You, you already asked me, uh, could I pay the $1,000? I told you no. I you well, I know you would, but, I, but I, that's not what's on the table. Right. So you said 20, right? 28, at, yes, at noon, or you do 20 days. It's 17 page paper on the importance of professionalism in a legal field and treating one's opponents with civility. The paper is to be published quality in APA format and at least 10 primary and 10 secondary sources.
4: By the way, this is the same judge who ordered a juror that left the country instead of reporting to jury duty to write a 30-page essay. So it makes you wonder what this trial will actually look like when it starts up. Okay, now I think it's pretty obvious when judges are ticked off, and many times that is directed towards the attorneys. You want a prime example? How about the Theodore Edgecombe case? This was the man on trial for first-degree intentional homicide out in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, for shooting to death Jason Clearman. It was a road rage incident gone bad, with Edgecombe claiming that Clearman called him the N-word and to get the F out of the road after he says their car clipped him while he was on his bicycle. An altercation ensued after Clearman got out of the car. Edgecombe shot him. It was a case of who was the aggressor, what happened here, was this homicide? Was it self-defense? Well, there were a few times during the course of this case when Judge David Borowski got into these heated back-and-forth moments with Edgecombe's counsel. For example, here's what happened when the defense wanted to call a certain witness
5: testifying about what would constitute a threat. Mr. Broms has testified. He's actually been caught by the state on numerous occasions, over uh, several hundred homicide cases and testify to what constitutes a threat
1: your I, honor i would like the defense to name me one case where detective berms has taken the stand and stated to a jury that he believes something was a threat to an individual
5: name one so, <laughs> hang on so would i am well <clears> throat> case, throat> a case number that occurred in milwaukee county well the state hasn't asked for um any type of addendum to mr Berms. yes I'm asking. Well, Mr. Browns is not here right now, but I, I'm well, hang on, hang on, counsel. You just represented that he's testified hundreds of times in this court. For me, this court means me. I don't care what happens in front of other judges. I don't care what happens down the hall. I'm presiding over this case. I will make the rulings. So, as far as I'm aware, he's never testified in front of me, and I don't recall ever hearing testimony along the lines of what you just indicated. So, unless you have a case number, that I can look up in Milwaukee County, but particularly one that was in front of this judge, then forget it. You guys cannot just make blanket allegations from the defense without supporting it. You didn't support it in writing and now it's not being supported on the record. That was a valid request. Name a case. Now or we're moving on. Mr. Mr. Burroughs can, can testify to the cases that he Name testified in. Name the case in. now. We don't we don't have those the information. And he's not that testified. I, I mean he's testified in, in several cases. Um, the counsel case, counsel he counsel. He's done it with other judges. Argument does not work with me. Mr. Hubner knows that. Mr. Mahd should know that. I don't care what other judges have ruled. Period.
4: Yeah, and then there was the time when defense counsel was questioning a member of law enforcement about whether anything was moved from the crime scene that would maybe tell a different story of what went down. This happened during the actual trial.
1: You don't know if other item had been moved from one place and put in another place. Jackson, Your Honor, there is absolutely no evidence that anything was moved. That's right.
5: There's no evidence of that. Don't imply something, counsel, that there is no evidence of. None. There's no evidence introduced in this case by any witness... That is even close to that. That assumes facts, not in evidence. Sustained. Move on to a relevant question. Don't imply things that have not occurred and are not in evidence. Move on.
4: Whew. Felt particularly harsh, right? Well, you know, I'll tell you, Judge Borowski received his fair share of criticism. Community activists wanted him removed from the case after they felt he made rulings that showed a bias towards the defense, including allowing the word victim to be used to describe Clearman. But he remained on the case. The jury ultimately convicted Edgecombe of the lesser charge of first-degree reckless homicide, and he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. All right, we got to go to our final one. Some more heated moments between judge and attorney can be found in none other than the Alex Jones trial. So the InfoWars founder and host was in a very tough legal situation. He was sued by the families of those who lost loved ones in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, as well as a former FBI agent for comments that he made regarding the massacre, namely that it was staged, that it was fake, that it was a hoax, that the parents were crisis actors. They sued him under various legal theories such as defamation and intentional infliction of emotional distress. And Alex Jones actually automatically lost these lawsuits because he failed to abide by court order discovery obligations. It's called a default judgment. Well, the trials that we covered here on Law and Crime and Sidebar were purely about how much would he owe the plaintiffs in damages. That was the main question. So he's going into these two trials as a loser, and it just becomes a matter of how much does he have to pay up. I want to talk about the Connecticut trial, where Norm Pattis represented Alex Jones. Very animated lawyer. And, you know, he seemed to constantly interrupt the judge, Barbara Bellis. And she was none too happy, expressing her frustration both on the record and at very audible sidebars.
1: He's not an expert. So what one does isn't what we're here to show what he did. Right, but that's, that's a different, no, no, attorney Pattis, attorney line.
7: Pattis, attorney Pattis, how many times do I have to say when I'm speaking, you stop. You have been a member of the bar for a long, long time. And you know the rules in all the courts. I, I, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm not making myself clear. And maybe it's my fault. I do not want to sanction an attorney. I Do not want to find an attorney. I have gone almost two decades as a judge and never had to do that. And I don't want to do it now, but if we have a continued problem where you're talking over me, I don't know what else to do. I've asked you, and I say I'm literally almost begging you. I have no recourse but to do that. I'll start with Attorney Maddie. What do I need to do to stop the comments? And the call. Just tell me what I need to do. Do I need to hold one of you in contempt? Tony Pattis? I'm not uh, going to have the comments anymore. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. Do you not expect me to
1: lay silently when they're directed at me, but inappropriately? Do you expect me to roll over for my client? It's not going to happen.
4: You know, look, very tough subject matter, but my goodness, what was happening there, unbelievable to watch. Interesting to see, to say the least. Also not great for Alex Jones. He was ordered to pay almost $50 million in one trial out of Texas and almost $1 billion plus $473 million in punitive damages out in that Connecticut trial. Just absolutely whopping verdicts. Well, that is just a selection of some heated, tense moments between judge and attorney. And as I usually say in these recaps, I am sure we will have many more to come. That's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.